0: Welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, say it with me, who are we? Who are we? <laughs> well, that's my trusty co host. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's good. Um, I'm well, Josh. On the road. Oh, well, on the road? What in the bumps? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm Evan William Crockett. I'm not on the road. I'm still here in beautiful slightly muggy portland oregon josh what what are you doing you're driving somewhere
1: Uh, oh i'm i'm usually in chicago but i'm actually on the road right now uh i mean evan you went over all that already because you're having to make a giant noise gate around all this in (laughs) a car audio but uh yeah i'm on my way to camp in the uh, uh red river gorge so i'm in the back seat of uh the car uh sienna's driving here i'll uh I'll let I'll let Sienna say hello.
0: Hello. Hello. Oh, podcast premiere for Sienna. Welcome to the podcast. Um, oh, and
1: I just hold. Sorry. Oh, and I just I just broke half my equipment just putting the microphone closer to it. Uh, I'm bal- <laughs> so I'm in the back seat with all of our stuff like balancing a laptop and a microphone on like oh Bunsen and burners and <laughs> not Bunsen and burners. I'm not in a lab. Uh, towels. It's dark. I don't know what's going on. I've just seen Reese's Cuffs back here. How are you doing, Evan? I'm, I'm
0: good, man. Well, this, this is a... Like, like I said, this is a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Josh and I are canonical best friends. We've been best friends since high school. Um, he was the best man at my wedding. He's very good-looking. Yep. Um, and...
1: Dude, Evan, you're you're good looking. I hope you're not saying that as oh, a comparison. Stop
0: that! You stop that right now. Well, See, it's, I'm it's, getting better at compliments. We're we're foreshadowing.
1: There's a little there's a little something else going on.
0: Anyway, we watch these movies. They're from our childhood. At the end of these episodes, we give them a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether they're worth your time or whether they're simply a wreck. And you know who's and I I shouldn't say wreck too loud. Please be safe, Sienna. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, I got my headphones and She can't hear. Oh, good.
0: (laughs) Well, Josh, who do we have? We have yet again, we have another beautiful, handsome guest. Who is it?
1: Oh, you want me to? It's uh, Justin Cowan is
2: here. Justin Cowan, everybody. Hello, you beautiful babies. Did you guys already call each other beautiful? Did I miss it? Oh,
1: no. uh,
2: (laughs) Currency on this show is compliments, right? So I... Uh, if I've listened to enough of it, I know. Oh, Don't oh, make man. me
1: self-aware about complimenting Evan. I'm, no, it's already hard
2: you're enough. You're handsome too, Josh. That's the important thing. Oh,
0: okay. Justin Cowan, welcome to the podcast. Justin, oh, long time friend for for listeners of the podcast. You have heard us mention Justin many a times. I guess that's... Be, yeah, just, you're
1: kind of a legend around here.
0: Justin, it's because of your your presence and your kindness that I think that we're both so... Obsessed with beauty. This episode—that's got to be what it is. Because we're both just like every time we talk about Justin, we're like, "That is just, just a wonderful man." Um, I think I'm humbled <laughs> and a
1: little, a little frightened.
2: It's okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for the whole episode. I think. Unless you cut me off. How out, are you doing,
1: me. Justin? What's going on? I'm doing, what's going
2: on, man? I'm doing good here in smoky San Diego. Uh, Oof, uh, but things boy. are going good. I get, get to watch a movie this weekend. So, uh, you know, things are hanging in there. Nice. Well, Justin, do
0: you, do you want to tell the folks a little bit about yourself, how you know uh, us?
2: Yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> you uh, explain <laughs> it. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> So this is my my show now. Great. Uh, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Justin Cowan. Uh oh, thank my God. very good oh, for you. Just take a uh, nice break. Cool. And and co also host uh, Josh uh, you can cut that out. Uh, because, don't get the right, Okay, you, good. You bleep it out. <laughs> you know, I know. I know the conceit of the show. I've, I'm a familiar, <laughs> I, I listen to the show all the time. Uh, so yes. I know all the, the, uh, the tricks. Um, so Michael also host uh, Josh and I, uh, we're very good friends from college. Yeah. We went to a, a school in Ashland that I don't think we, we name on the program either. Uh, and, uh, we don't? We, I don't know. Do we, can I say it?
1: Why couldn't what we?
2: What other school uh, is there in Ashland, Oregon? <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Now I don't we want to. to you're, you're making me in, think about it. We
2: went to Ashland High, and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we went to Ashland High School. Sorry, Evan. I know
1: we, I know we started our friendship in high school, but okay. I technically started my friendship... That's
2: just a lie for the podcast. School, Come on.
0: Well, I mean, in all regards, Justin is a significant upgrade. Like, there's... Yeah. There, there's There's no other way to go but up, so... Well, that that's all. Awesome. Thank you, Justin, for, again for for being here. We hope that you're staying safe down there in Smoky San Diego. Um, oh, do you want to tell the wonderful folks what we watched this week? We watched The Adventures
2: of Baron Munchausen.
0: The Adventures of Baron Munchausen and Munchausen. Ad- Munchausen is a
2: 1988
0: adventure fantasy film, co-written and directed by Terry Gilliam of. Monty Python fame and we've got who do we've got we've got John Neville we've got uh, Sarah Paul a very young Sarah Pauli, 90s star we've got Eric Idle we've got Jonathan Price we've got Uma Thurman I mean the list kind of we've got Robin Williams in this movie you all
1: yeah that's the that's the big surprise like
0: what in the heck this movie I I had I had never heard of it uh I'd never seen it before really um and it's kind of i mean i don't want to jump the gun we'll we'll wait until we get to the second half um but it's kind of a travesty that i've never heard of it or or seen it before um but justin you you want to tell the fine folks what your because you picked this movie this week as our esteemed and established guest you want to tell the folks what your childhood memory of this is what what your relationship with it is
2: i certainly would like to yeah uh the, so my uh, childhood uh, association with this movie is actually, it's the very first movie I ever saw, to my knowledge, uh, in my history. Yeah, I was, Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was three years old, so it was, uh, it came out in 88, well, the year that I was born. Josh, I think you were born then. Evan, Me we're only well. new best friends, yeah, so okay, great. Personal information, Good butch. to know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, well, you know, all, different all three born different in Different days, Josh, or at least different hours. Oh, okay. I guess the cats uh, out of the bag now. Yeah, well, sorry. Uh, you guys have <laughs> talked about that before. You had to have. Um, we but did. I I was 3 years old when I saw this movie and uh, and my my I guess my sister, who's who's 10 years older than me, had probably seen it in the theaters. I don't really have a whole lot of uh, uh, biographical uh, memory of their interactions with this movie. But right. uh, they must have seen it before yeah. uh, because, well, I take this back. So I, d- I didn't do any research into with my family. Why did you show this to me when I was three years old? Uh, if you've never seen the movie before, um, I'll spoil a little bit for you, uh, which is to say that it's not appropriate for a three-year-old.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was going to be a next question. Did Did you watch this with Wesley? <laughs>
2: Probably not. Uh, no, and I shan't for for many years. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess
1: not. So, I mean, uh, you are
2: talking narrative wise, story wise, theme wise. There is nothing for a three year old in this movie, uh, and especially. And here is here is the kicker. The uh, the character of death in this movie shows up several times, and. Mm. Uh, as a three year old, um, this petrified me. Uh not just in the sort of, you know, silly sense of, of the word petrify. I mean I, I, I was I turned into a stone golem, uh a statue <laughs> of a human. I was petrified. It's, I mean
1: every time it's on screen and it's like the most abrasive thing in a movie. And
2: I didn't yeah. even realize I didn't clock until this last time watching it, that the noise it makes is like the Skexies from Dark Crystal. It's like the exact same noise. It's oh, so charming.
0: Okay. Well, that's amazing that this... Yeah, a movie like this, uh, it's very surprising. I mean, we were watching it, and I was trying to figure out, like, how is this a movie from Justin's childhood? Because <laughs> the year it came out, I, I kind of knew, like, the year you were born around. I was like, how did this happen? So it just... They must have just been like, all right, he's he's ready. And or they were just too lazy to, like... Choose something else, maybe?
2: It had to have been something. Right. It had to have been something where they were going into it. You know, I thought maybe that maybe my sister, again, who's 10 years older than me, maybe saw it in the theaters and really wanted to see it again because you think back to like the VHS era. But yeah, it must right. have come out and they must have just thought like, OK, Terry Gilliam, you know, Monty Python. How how, you know, bad, like, I mean, bad if you for look, a three year old could it be?
0: right? Yeah, Robin Williams. in it. If you look Robin at the. Williams. Yeah, it has Robin Williams yeah. in it. If you look at the poster, like it looks like it's kind of a fantasy situation. Josh, what did you know this film?
1: Uh, No, Uh, I, I (laughs) have not heard of it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Your turn, Evan. No, I actually, my association with this movie is pretty much Justin. Oh, really? Like, you're my association with this movie. Oh, Oh, and just so you guys know, we're stopped at a gas station right now. There's lots of people in cars looking at me, I'm <laughs> a dude holding a microphone, backseat of a car, <laughs> and my girlfriend is filling up the gas. Like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: It's like when people get caught vlogging in public. I imagine. Um, uh, so you you associate oh, it with Justin? So he introduced well, it to p- you when you went to Ashland High?
1: <laughs> yeah. Y- yes, when we went to Ashland High. Well, we specifically. So there was a show that, uh, Justin and I were in the theater program at uh, Ashland High, and uh, <laughs> there was a show that uh, happened called Wild Oats, and uh, it, it's, I, I mean, Justin probably knows more about it than I do, but uh, it's its a very period piece, and we both actually auditioned to be in it, and he was in it, but I was in it. I lost my role to Isaac Kozadar and I was <laughs> fucking mad
2: about it. You would have nailed uh, that role, oh, man. Oh, man.
1: Oh, no. He, he deserved that role. It's like the villainous, like, kind of pedophile-y, like, Again, mister... you would have just been so good
2: at this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Just total typecast. But anyway, that movie stylistic, uh, that play was stylistically like this movie. Absolutely, like, hands down. Oh, it, interesting. It, like, at least it feels this. And I, and I kind of remember, Justin, you, like for, like, showed it to me during that period or something or like oh you should watch this or i don't know like hmm. something and i don't know for some reason your performance in it like is the baron <laughs> so i just like oh, watching i like i don't i don't even think about i
2: was probably channeling performance. I just, my three-year-old you know memory of this movie uh yeah, I think I got it on DVD uh, around that same time, and that was actually the second time I had seen that movie. As uh, I think probably when I showed it to you, uh, so I didn't I didn't go back and touch it. It's interesting because Terry Gilliam also did Time Bandits, which yes. is a movie that's very similar to this, and I actually learned in kind of. Yeah, in looking at uh, looking at sort of the background of this movie, uh, that it's sort of there's an informal trilogy, right, between Time Bandits and Brazil and this one and like the yeah, Time they Bandits call it the a...
0: the trilogy of imagination.
2: Yeah, there you go. Look at you knowing stuff. Really, uh... I'm I'm in the dark. I'm in the dark on this one. Well, you don't have Wikipedia pulled up. You're at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking
0: speaking of that um josh do you want to do a synopsis are you capable of doing a synopsis
1: yeah i'm prepared this time oh, nice. all right i knew i was gonna be it was gonna be a shit show so i took a picture <laughs> a, a screenshot on my phone and let me find it all right there it is okay hit him right. with it now that we've already talked about this in complete thoroughness let's hit him with a synopsis okay uh the fantastic tale of an 18th century aristocrat. Oh, it's the 18th century. Uh, His talented henchmen and a little girl in their efforts to save a town from defeat by the Turks. Being swallowed by a giant sea monster, a trip to the moon, a dance with Venus, and an escape from the Grim Reaper are only some of the improbable adventures. And that comes to us from... uh, Somebody with a .sfu.ca email, so they must have been college, in college writing this. And that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Okay, so. that that makes sense. I mean, this movie
1: maybe they were also doing Wild Oats.
0: T- <laughs> well, Terry Terry Gilliam, for for those who don't know, of Monty Python fame. I mean, he's he's a very well known. Um, filmmaker director very distinct visual style if you've ever seen anything by terry gilliam then the style of this movie won't surprise you at all um what surprised me most about the movie and and i think i already mentioned i didn't have any childhood relationship with this movie never heard of it despite the fact of all the people that were in it um no one should have a childhood
2: relationship with this movie i just want to make (laughs) that super clear
0: (laughs) yes this is not your your children's uh uh this is not a family friendly movie necessarily this would have
1: this would have been a cakewalk for me as a kid I mean I would have come <laughs> off of like Return of the Living Dead and been like eh, no this is boring kid stuff like give me well
0: and Sa- interestingly Sarah Polly was in Dawn of the Dead
2: hmm <laughs> interesting oh
0: um, shit but uh but i don't have wikipedia my main thing that i was interested in while we were watching it and again I'm, I'm gonna try to save my my own critical reaction for the second half is i just couldn't believe when you look at the budget for this movie that they spent about 46.63 million dollars making it and that it only made 8.1 million dollars it was a total box office bomb um, and I just couldn't reckon with that while I was watching the movie. So the, oh, wow. I would definitely recommend that anybody who is a fan of this movie or goes to see this movie because of this episode or whatever, um, also go and check out the Wikipedia entry on, on the production history of this movie because For sure. it basically boils down to there was a change of the guards um At uh, with twentieth century twentieth century Fox and Columbia, um, and this new guy David Putnam came in and he was like, "I don't like," or, or, or no, David Putnam was there before, and then Columbia's new CEO was like, "Whatever that guy was doing, I don't want to give it any any interest at all," and so this movie was was basically like was um the rug was pulled out from under it they only released i think like 117 prints for all of america where just for context like an art an art house film gets at least 400 prints like goes to at least 400 theaters so it had a significantly limited release nobody was able to see this movie and those that did go see it gave an amazing critical reception. It has a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was nominated for four different Academy Awards, um, for for yeah. best art direction, best costume design, best visual effects, and best makeup. Like, it's a good movie. It just it it never got its time of day. Um, yeah. I just found that really interesting. Did you find anything else like that, Justin?
2: Uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, uh, what I thought was most interesting about it was, you know, af- apart from that is just like the history of the character of Baron Munchausen. Right. Is, yeah, right. You, you know, I had no idea actually that he, a real person, first of all. Um, but that hit the character that we see in this oh, movie. Really? Yeah. And he is famous for, uh, like he's a military I don't know, some general or something. And he, he came back and had all these like fantastical stories about, uh, what he did, you know, nothing is as, as far off as like going to the moon, but they, they turned his sort of essence into, into this character of somebody who did like talk, come back and talk about going to the moon and going to, you know, meet Venus and Vulcan and, uh, you know, dancing yeah. with them and getting eaten by a fish and all that stuff. Uh, and, and that the real guy, um, was like super upset about this. Like, you know, that the sort of big fish stories that he was coming back and and saying, you know, they were being sort of like undercut because the, the story was so overblown and sort of the fictionalized version of who this guy was. Uh, And that was, that was something super fascinating that I, I picked up kind of this go around is, is sort of like the, the implications of that and sort of like the legacy of of this character. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of like a known figure at least in over in Europe and um there's <clears throat> there's a lot of films that have been based on him um all the way back from 1911, 1943. The, and I guess the first I'm looking at it on Wikipedia, the the first book that was compiled <clears throat> was all the way back from 1785. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Surprising Adventures of Baron von uh, Baron Munchausen or Baron Munchausen's Narrative of His Marvelous Travels and Campaigns in Russia, <laughs> which Jeez. is just a hilariously um, late 18th century uh, book. So <laughs> really yeah, I was just
1: walking into this thinking it was somebody just reading Don Quixote and got a bunch of salvia in their system. <laughs>
0: I, I love the the only the only other thing, and then, and then we can probably get into the break. But in a two thousand interview uh, or a two thousand interview, Terry Gilliam um, was he was talking about um, how there's a there's a perception that the movie was a financial disaster, um, and he said um, it seemed actually appropriate that Munchausen, the greatest liar in the world, should be a victim of some of the greatest liars in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Um, That's good. The, oh, so the only other thing before we get into a break, um, Serious
1: Beverage. What? Uh, new Music. I love that song. I oh, have heard that one. Thank you. Was a thanger.
0: I've decided to incorporate a new segment, Serious Beverage. I'm drinking Cherry Lime LaCroix.
2: Cherry Lime? Where do you get yeah. that?
0: Did you make that in-house? No, baby. That's, it's at the, it's uh, at the safest of ways.
2: Well, you see, you're in Portland, so you know you get all the cool stuff first.
0: <laughs> we got to dial back all the positivity, and we got to get real critical And the only way that I know how to do that is to take a short commercial break. We'll be right
3: back with more Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Hey y'all, season three is here and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes and Audible has a nearly endless catalog including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice, listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do! Then visit audible.com slash tapes 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 for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com/tapes tapes tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show.
0: Hey, everybody! Welcome back
2: to tapes tapes tapes. What a good commercial! Oof!
0: That's it. Well, how are you, boys? Nice how are you, boys? Feeling
1: good. I I'm I'm enjoying some uh, 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 a Reese's peanut butter cup for on my travels. Ooh, serious snack. That's like true true road trip food, right?
0: Yes, that is. Justin, do you have a serious snack or
2: serious supper going on? Uh, Serious supper is cooking in the other room. Uh, The missus is whipping up some homemade pizza pies. Oh, uh, homemade
0: pizza pies! Oh my goodness! Serious supper.
1: wow we got all i think that's the first time the we've tripecta. had both mm. the tri- or all three <laughs> in one <laughs> the whole, the, we just made the holy trinity truly honored you guys <laughs>
2: first time thank you so much for having me on such a, a holy day this this is
0: a holy day um well okay so i've i feel like i've i've talked plenty um who who wants to go first their first impressions of this movie <laughs>
1: How did you feel, Justin? You haven't you haven't watched this one in a while. I take it.
2: I felt really good. I mean, I don't want to give away the game. I know how this works at the end, and and we have a you know a sort of official call on it. But I was uh, you know like I like I kind of intimated at the beginning here. I've seen this movie a, a grand total of three times, at least to my recollection. One when I was three years oh, old. Oh, I didn't realize that. So
0: you, yeah. So you've only okay. You, you've only but, seen it when you were a kid in in
2: uh, Ashland High, and then now. <laughs> that's right yeah so three times oh, okay. uh wow even so though is... it is it is yeah. core to my to my being and i really saw a lot of that in in watching it this last time uh there's there's a lot of uh tropes in this movie and kind of themes in this movie that i i know that i gravitate towards and sort of the movies that i like and sort of the uh in the way where it's really uh sort of this surrealist fantastical adventure that they go on and they you know there's sort of um, limitless bounds uh, in in the things that they can do, um, the sort yeah. of practical effects that they that they have here, and I think Terry Gilliam is is awesome at that. I mean, even all the way up to like Zero Theorem and uh, and uh, the Don Quixote movie, which I haven't seen yet, but I've seen like pictures and, and snippets of, you know, that very practical look that yeah. he brings to these movies. I mean, it really yeah. it, it it resonates with me and like what I kind of have grown up really enjoying. And then also the uh, the structure of these characters. And I don't know if this is found in the books or in the original, you know, in the actual guy, but the sort of team, <laughs> the team up. Yeah, uh, it's like a superhero uh, team see, almost. It's <laughs> like the original X-Men, the original Avengers. Yeah, uh, everyone of them have their own, their own power that really... Yeah,
1: we needed uh, to get it assembled. <laughs> it
2: almost... What struck me kind of most... Uh, kind of broadside of the head as I was thinking about it on my run right before this and kind of like dwelling, what are we going to talk about is that uh, it's interesting to me that, that Munchausen isn't the, like he's not the protagonist of this movie. He's, he's actually kind of the antagonist to this movie, which obviously I had never hadn't picked up on before. And it's not super clear, but Sally is the one who's always in the movie saying like, well, we got to go, we got to go back. We got to save the town. We got to do all this. And though,
3: Moonchild, and is like a
2: vehicle for this. He's actually kind of an antagonist and in, in terms of getting in her way yeah. of what she wants in this. And he's kind of, you know, he's sort of a bad dude. Cause everywhere you go, you see people like the, the King of the moon, Robin Williams. And, uh, uh, venus and and vulcan and all that he's the, creating a lot of destruction yeah, it's a lot of havoc yeah and so he's sort of a bad dude but he you know he ultimately is redeemed at the end because he you know for some reason he is the cause of the sort of like light at the end of the tunnel they open the doors and and everybody's saved but uh hmm. through most of the movie he's kind of like standing in the way of the resolution and you're just happening to kind of like follow along with him but i thought that was really interesting this time and sort of raised my appreciation for for the sort of from the film's, uh, you know, the, the film appreciation standpoint.
0: Wow, yeah, that, that's really interesting, man. I, I think that I, I didn't quite see that so much because this was, like, I was kind of keeping up the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, this yeah. movie is, is crazy. It's slapdash. I mean, if you're familiar, Justin, were you familiar with Monty Python? Was that like oh, part of your yeah. upbringing as well? That definitely,
2: yeah. yeah. That was definitely interestingly enough. Like that came in probably like eight or nine years old, and no connection yeah. to this at all. Like really nothing until probably college years when I really came to understand who like who Terry Gilliam was and like the yeah. films that he had done. And-
0: yeah, there, there's, there's definitely crossover, but it is a very different beast. Um, I typically find Monty. I mean, I, I kind of grew up with Monty Python stuff. Um, but I oftentimes find it a little bit of a chore to get through, even though it is <laughs> it is enjoyable. I feel that. But it's one of those things where it's like, you got to watch it three times to really like it, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know that I can handle that anymore. <laughs> I think when I was a kid, I had probably more tolerance for that. Um, Do you think yeah, that I, was
2: more like the, the humor, or is it the... I think Gilliam is really more the sort of brand of... Monty Python. He like kind of curates the the vibe of like he did all the animations and right. and did a, you know a lot more design than he did kind of acting in the yeah. In the I I think
0: I think it's mainly the vibe. Like it's it's mainly mm-hmm. the the kind of world and the fact that these crazy things can happen in the world and mm-hmm. it's 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 fully justified even though it doesn't. It's very like presentational. Um, yeah. Like, the scene where Eric Idle, the guy who can run really fast, I can't remember his character's name, but when he's, like, gearing up to run really fast, and, like, he does the whole thing where he runs back to uh, Munchausen's home country to get the wine so that he can come uh-huh. back and give it to the sultan, like, that whole sequence is so totally ridiculous, but it but it somehow works. Like, they somehow make yeah, it work, yeah. and it's it's through this lens like this gilliam-esque lens so i i i mean the short version of my review is that i really enjoyed it i can't believe that more people haven't seen it um that i had never seen it or heard of it because i mean if if we include it in the realm of like monty python and and gilliam's other stuff it's probably the best terry gilliam thing that i've ever seen um and it has like like we've already mentioned him a couple of times but like robin williams is doing a bit part in it which is is so crazy that it is almost distracting because (laughs) he's this i mean robin williams is this huge star and he's like he's got a cameo and that's just weird like it's hard to reckon with those two things because i mean robin williams is like i don't know he just peep it, he got to such a level of stardom that people made movies around him and his talent. They didn't just yeah. Like, this was another one of those. They like didn't. They
1: just said, "Robin Williams, show up and do your thing." And and, and he, he did. 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 And
0: yeah. it made sense that, like Morgan was saying while we were watching it, she was like, "It made sense that they had him be an alien because he, that's how he got really well known, like doing Mork and Mindy." Mm. Um, and that's so what he's of... probably
2: most famous for at this point, right? 88? I
0: think so, but yeah. By then, and definitely for like an English audience, um, probably that's what they all they all knew him from. Um, Josh, what what did you think?
1: Well, I'm I'm like just one step behind you. You know, it's funny. I think this is the first <laughs> one where we have three people in the room watching a movie, and the total amount of times that this movie has been watched between each of us is maybe like five. <laughs> Yeah, because Justin's three I'm two and you're one Yeah, it sounds like something like that and I feel like I'm just a step behind you because you know when I you know I watched this uh, back in college and I was just trying to keep up with it and I think at that time I couldn't I didn't really I didn't want to appreciate this movie for being like good storytelling I Mm. was just so into the camp I was just lost in the camp
0: (laughs) just (laughs) lost in the camp yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's just it's I don't know, but I I guess how the situation of me watching it I'm really tied to because me and I mean me and Justin would just sit on his floor and just die watching movies like High Voltage 2 what was it and like a old Kate Bush music videos and like <laughs> oh this <my> movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I, it's just like I, I don't remember thinking too critically about any of those and just loving how kind of out there they were. Mm-hmm. And so this time watching it, I really came in with like, oh, boy, I'm ready for like some crazy, crazy, crazy shit. And uh, and it wasn't – and it didn't hit me the same way that it did back in college, probably because I knew what I was expecting. But this time – I mean, this time, honestly, I watched it pretty much for the – watching it that uh, what Justin was talking about it that there's the, I mean the Baron's just this guy that uh, he's kind of a dick yeah he starts a war because he tricked a sultan into taking all of, this money. <laughs> all of <laughs> like, his money all of his <laughs> money why, why would he be okay why did he not think that would that would start a war like right. wh- what did he think would happen and then he's going on all these adventures that he Every situation is about him, like, being kind of an underhanded he- hero of, like, oh, I'm getting the what I want, but somebody else is getting fucked in the process. Yeah. So, it was just kind of like, man, hmm. yeah, I'm really not rooting for the Baron. <laughs> well. And at the end, it's, it's, a, it's a little redeeming, but I don't know, yeah, I just, that's what I kind of walked away from this from. Huh. With...
0: The only other things that I that I think are a little bit noteworthy, kind of interesting about this movie, um, Uma Thurman is in it. She plays uh, Venus, uh, and she's seventeen. Yep. Uh, this is her first role, right? Uh, this what? is one of her first roles, and yeah, she's seventeen when this movie was uh, was being filmed. At at the very least, she's seventeen. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little creepy that we've got like. A minor who is like the sex symbol and is dancing around with John Neville. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I don't know the story of Venus at all. Like, what? Sound like it was, was it like a seventeen-year-old girl? Not to
2: like justify. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had to be accurate. <laughs> yeah, they. It's <laughs> true. Come on, it's Terry Gilliam. It's not just. I...
0: <laughs> like, I almost didn't recognize that it was Uma Thurman at the very beginning because I was like, wait a minute, that, that woman, I mean, she's a dead ringer for Uma Thurman, but she's way too young. She's
1: not holding a sword or wearing a yellow suit. <laughs> for either of you,
0: favorite moments before we get into a, a rating for The Adventures of Baron Munchausen?
1: Anytime somebody's head is cut off in this movie.
0: <laughs> it is really enjoyable when their heads come off. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of I don't know what it is about specifically that action. But, I mean, I get it. It's, like, supposed to be an action movie without there being too much grotesque violence. But anytime somebody's head is cut off, it's just this incredibly, like, loud send-up. Like, in the when he yeah. the, the first—when he's at the Sultan's uh, lair, I guess I'll call it, in the first part of the movie, like, he cuts <laughs> the messenger's head off, and yeah. the head falls in the lap of one of his— uh, I don't know. One of his harem, somebody or in somebody, his somebody, court, yeah, somebody in his harem, and the 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 head winks yeah. at the, at them,
0: and just the like, way that it's shot, like in the very end when when Baron Munchausen is is going through the Turkish camp, and he just like slides a sword, and there's three heads that just go pop pop
1: pop, like <laughs> yeah, art department really wanted to show off how much how little papier mache they used. <laughs> forever this movie the
0: paper mache budget was fucking squeezed my dude um fifty
1: dollars got all the
0: way through (laughs) well that that's what about you justin favorite moments Uh, i've got
2: jonathan price who we haven't even talked about in this is like doing his best hans landa impression in this movie like it is delicious at what he's doing
1: it I keep forgetting cuz it feels like he's he'll start speaking and then he'll like forget <laughs> that he needs it. to do it <laughs> and then gets back into it. <laughs> Wait,
0: who it's is so Jonathan good. Price? W- which which character is He does plays he play? the kind of like oh. the
2: he's another one of the bad guys. He's the one who ends up uh shooting the Baron at the oh, end. Oh, kind He's like the book,
0: oh, the yes. bookkeeper organizer. He yeah, uh, he's amazing that character. Yeah. Oh I forget God. what
1: his his actual title is. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I know what you're talking about though.
1: Oh man.
2: But that's it. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts. It's just his his characterization of this guy cuz, you know, it's like it's super like deep German or Austrian or something. I'm I don't know. It's great. <laughs> wow. All
0: right, boys. As much fun as we're having, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, let's go. <clears throat> Popcorn Josh. Do you give Popcorn 1988s? the adventures of baron munchausen a be kind
1: and rewind or an eject and reject baby well this might come as a little bit of surprise but i'm uh, i'm pretty sure i know what i'm gonna give this but i'm kind of middling on this one really yeah i don't know what it i don't know what it is like i I think i kind of
2: wow Uh, what
1: hold on (laughs) hold on Let's let's That's just in s- being a get true our fan. <laughs>
2: true fan, deep cut.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't fair. Like I'm you sit there and listen. You don't get to have a say in
0: this. This is what I
2: say every time. You just guys you can't hear it cuz I'm not on the podcast with you. <laughs> this is during Evan, his I run. He's furiously like, "Josh, just give him an answer." I I, you know, Evan, I don't
1: I don't think I want to have guests on anymore. No, is, it's been so much fun, although we are running out. Having having somebody question my opinion is too much. Uh, I'm just dying as to know. A white male for me. To just handle. be kind and
0: rewind and reject and reject. <laughs> just right, I'm gonna
1: give it. A be, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it a be kind and rewind. Yes. I think I just have a very warped kind of experience with this movie because in the first time I watched it, it was all for the glitz and glam, and I didn't really care about the content. And this time again, I think I was looking for that, and I didn't get it.
0: Mm, and, interesting. I don't know.
1: I would. I think I just went into this with too high of expectations. I'm like, I'm looking for a never-ending story in this and it's very similar.
0: Yes. But for some reason yeah.
1: it like I like my stuff darker and this one kind of like floats a little closer to like fantasy in like a kind of like a like a higher sense so it's not too gory and I was like, eh, I don't know, for some reason that makes me lose interest sometimes. Huh. It's it's just it, it takes all types. But I'm definitely giving this a, a be kind of rewind. Yeah, I mean, look just, uh, look at
0: how much knowledge you're going to unlock like, on the third. Like, oh man, I know watch. we've,
1: we've got to touch base again. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, maybe we should just do we should do a re re record this in a year, do it all together. So <laughs> just Justin's do it on four, I'm on three, and you're
0: on two. <laughs> oh man, and then I will hate it, and then you'll love it, and then Justin will hate it
1: again. <laughs> you'll be um, middle.
0: <laughs> so I'll I'll go ahead. I'll give it a be kind of rewind as well. Um, I, for me, it's more solidly be kind of rewind. I can see what you're talking about. I mean, I think that for me, when I was growing up, I didn't watch these kinds of movies. I never watched The Dark Crystal. I never watched Labyrinth. I never watched Never uh, Neverending mm. Story. Like, so all of these things, I, I've never, I don't have the context for this kind of absurdist stuff. A lot of the stuff that I was exposed to was a little bit more straightforward and kind of mainstream. Um, so it it might be that you take a little bit of your like gory experience and absurd experience kind of for granted that like you you can get this fix elsewhere um, yeah,
1: yeah I mean I, I, I do come from a place of gore privilege gore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just armchair psychologist being like I wonder you know why because. Um, or,
1: or I'm, I'm just you just oh you just, I just really oh, you really opened something up Evan I'm gonna have to go reflect on
0: this yeah reflect on it deep and hard um, but yeah definitely be kind of rewind like I said the best Terry Gilliam thing at least that I can recall I mean I, I didn't really go and look at what else, what other movies that he that he did um, I know that generally I like him um, but but yeah it, this was very refreshing and very surprising Justin hit him I mean what I do think... you give do you Wait, I don't need to do it again. What do you give it? I, <laughs> I don't need you to like, introduce a, this segment again. It's your
2: podcast.
1: Uh, I want him to say it again.
0: Please. Okay, Justin, do you give 1988's Baron Munchausen an eject and reject or a be kind and rewind, baby? Oh,
2: I was into it. it really <laughs> was else. too much. I need it one more time, but simpler and kinder. Okay, so no, I don't. more okay. tender? Well, yeah.
0: Just rate it. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> I think it was, as we discussed, I think that every time you go back through this movie, there's more and more to uncover. So it's got to be a Be Kind and Rewind. Oh, it's like an onion. It's
0: like an onion.
2: uh, Definite Be Kind and Rewind. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Every time. Rewind it again. Do it again. (laughs) Every
0: time. Four times, five times.
2: Loop around the start. Maybe
0: you get to ten times and then you have to retire. I don't know. Something Although at the, at happens, the rate you're the going, you watch table. it every like 15 years.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is in the trilogies we talked about. This is the one about old age and dying. So I can picture myself on my deathbed watching this movie, being scared of uh, what I called the bony lady when I was three years old and I couldn't get oh, to sleep. So, Justin, yeah, right? you
0: called it the bony lady? Oh <laughs> yeah. my
2: God. Oh, wow. That is the key I pretty much love the <laughs> that. Yeah. I slept heard. with the light until I was seven years old because of this movie. We didn't even get to that part.
1: <laughs> Justin's parents, if you're, if, if you're listening to this episode, please send us an email and comes. tell us. We, we want to know what this was like uh, well, being what, around Justin. What as, was the this movie? Was why happening. did you do this to your little
0: beautiful boy? I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to do a field recording. I'm going to go over to Justin's house, <laughs> parents' house here in Portland and I'm going <laughs> to ask them, why did you let this happen? Or Even seems a little invasive, okay. In the field, okay. <laughs> in the field. <laughs> or Justin's sister. Where, where does your sister live? Where does your sister live? Oh okay. god. Okay. Is
1: this the? Is this like our side offshoot <laughs> podcast where we like? It's like a true crime, except we're just knocking on the doors of the parents of all of our guests and interrogating them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why are the they the way files. that they are? um No, I, I don't have the bandwidth for that yet. We'll see. Um well th- again thank you very much justin big round of applause you've been such a, an amazing supporter of us for years now while we've been doing the podcast um we we love you we mean it um do you have anything that you want to plug it doesn't doesn't have to be yourself it could be other other things
2: uh, I mean, come on down to Poundtown uh, whenever you guys are feeling... <laughs> if you're feeling lonely, come on down to Poundtown. Can Town.
1: you tell us about what Poundtown is, oh, for those of us before. that weren't part of the pre-show ramble? <laughs> yeah. Yes, the pre-show,
0: the lowercase YMCA that you've going Don't on Don't get there. me wrong.
1: Before, before understanding what it is, I would love to go to Poundtown with
2: uh, You need with a one-way ticket to Poundtown. Uh, my home gym. Ugh. My home gym is Poundtown, everyone. Come on down. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a good time. Uh, I'll spot you. Um, really anything you need uh it'll be lovely um no no punching bags allowed but uh that's uh, oh sorry what? josh that's maybe in 2021 Ugh. next pandemic okay <laughs>
0: Okay, so well. you're plug you're using your plug for your own home gym. Uh
2: <laughs> <Is that laughs> what <laughs> else Heaven is there come, to watch? What? Uh you know, uh no, there's really nothing nothing I'm doing. Uh, no, just play. plug Pound Town. Oh, just Poundtown. Okay. Pretty much just Poundtown.
0: Thank you again, Justin, for coming on Tapes Tapes, Tapes. We will definitely have to have you back. Um I think you already sent you sent me like seven ideas for movies to watch. So It's very true. Um, I'd
2: be happy to do any of those. This has been a, uh, an honor. It's been very cathartic, mainly, but uh, it's been Aww. super, super fun, guys. Honor's ours. Me.
0: Yes, oh. the honor is ours. We will definitely have you back. Um, Josh, are you ready to sing to them?
1: Uh, Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, this is Josh, uh, coming at you again, oh, if you come on down here to San Diego, we're gonna take you to Pound Town, this episode is brought to you by Tapes, 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 because when you come down to Pound Town, J-Dog and F-Bong are gonna pound this plug, Pound Town, Pound Town. <laughs> When you're on the road it hurts <laughs> Oh man I really phoned that Jesus. one This is great All right bye everybody <laughs> Bye, bye.